0: Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information about our ministries, head to calvaryst.george's.org. One quintessential holiday image is that of a large extended family gathered around a delicious feast. In the middle of the table, we see a heavily garnished turkey surrounded by lots of side dishes. And then at the head of the table, waiting to carve the turkey, a gray-haired man sits in a large chair with children and grandchildren and spouses and a crazy uncle stretching down each side. This image is more stereotype than reality, And today in our culture, it's as likely to be mocked or challenged as it is to be applauded. Some of us went home to something like this last week for Christmas or will tonight for New Year's. But many of us will go to a very different scene, perhaps with friends or perhaps with only half the family because the other half is estranged or lives really far away. But this quintessential image persists because regardless of what family looks like, regardless of whether it's healthy or broken, of whether it's stereotypical or unconventional, family matters. We crave being part of something that's permanent. We long to know that there will be people who are there for us no matter what. And we want that intimacy that comes from growing up or growing old alongside someone else. And we hope to find it in family. This motif shows up in our scripture passages for today, as both our epistle reading and our gospel reading touch on what it means to be part of God's family. Christ's incarnation, his coming to us as a baby in a manger, is ultimately what makes this possible, what allows us to be adopted as God's children. But it wasn't always like this, because before Christ's life, death, and resurrection, God's law prevailed as our guardian. We weren't formally or fully part of God's family. We needed a a custodian, a caretaker, a mediator to show us how to live, what to do, and what not to do. The law handed down to Moses on Mount Sinai performed this function. The ancient Israelites had a long list of commandments, 613 to be exact, that structured what their society looked like, showing them how to worship, how to eat, how to form and raise a family, how to interact with both neighbors and foreigners alike. This law set them apart from the peoples who lived around them, and it laid the ground rules for their relationship with God. But the law was double-edged in a way, because... It showed them how to have access to God and yet also restricted that access. They knew to worship, they knew to sing songs of praise, to bring sacrifices in the temple, and this gave them access to God. And yet, there was never a time when they followed God's law entirely. And so that law was always a barrier between them and God. And it's in Jesus Christ's incarnation that he would change all of that by fulfilling the law and thereby becoming Israel's direct access to God. And even better, all of humanity's direct access to God. This is what Paul is trying to hammer home to the Gentile Galatians in our epistle reading today. They've received the gospel from Paul and have met Christ on these terms as sons and daughters of God. They know what it is to be his children. And yet, now they are listening to people who would tell them that in order to know God, they need to follow Moses' law, the law that forms the basis of Israelite culture. And Paul wants them to see that rather than helping them grow closer to God, which was the original purpose of the law, following the law now threatens their very adoption as God's children. So adoption in our society today is frequently, but not always, preceded by a period of foster care in order for the foster care system to work and to be a safe place for foster children and their parents, there have to be a lot of rules. There are rules about where a foster family can live and how many foster children they can have. There are rules about travel and about visitation with birth family members. There are rules about what foster parents can and cannot post on social media. These rules When they are correctly implemented, create safe living situations for children who need it. But when it comes time for a foster child to be adopted, all of those rules disappear. Now the child belongs permanently to the family, and they can interact with their new family in exactly the same way a birth child would, without restrictions. Without the guardianship of the foster care system, they now have the direct access they need to be able to flourish in their loving, permanent home. This is what God does for us, and this is why Paul writes so urgently to the Galatians Why would you go to the law when you have direct access to God? Why would you turn to the rules of the foster care system when you have a loving God, a loving father, who wants you to be his adopted child? Culturally, we are far removed from the Galatians, and we probably don't have anyone telling us that we have to be circumcised or eat kosher in order to know God better. But as Christians... And as Episcopalians, we are really good at developing new rules to follow. Rules that we are sure will draw us closer to God and everybody else closer to God if they would just follow them too. We make up rules about who to vote for, what literature to read, what music to listen to, what clothes to wear, where to go to church. They are all well-intentioned but they ultimately distract us from the beauty of what it means to be God's children, the beauty of what Christ has won for us in his death and resurrection. Once Jesus died and rose again for us, we no longer needed the law or any rules between us and God. We could be adopted directly into God's family Fully forgiven and beloved children of God. We are not begotten of the Father the way that Jesus is, so we will never be children of God in quite the same way that Jesus is. Instead, we are children by God's will, choice, and effort. He reached down to us on this earth through His Son so that we could have direct access to him as his adopted children. And the way that the Gospel of John describes the intimacy between God the Father and his son Jesus gives us insight into what it means to be God's adopted children. We see glimpses of this in our reading today. The Word was with God. The Word makes known to us the Father's heart because he knows the Father's heart. The Word shows us God's glory of grace and truth. Later in the Gospel, we read more about how the Father is in the Son and the Son is in the Father. How the Son and the Father love each other and glorify each other, and know each other. A perfect communion and intimacy that through the power of the Holy Spirit flows over to us as God's adopted children. It may seem audacious for us to think that these descriptors of how God the Father interacts with his Son can give us insight into how God feels about us. We're only adopted, not begotten, right? We haven't existed since before time began. We're not part of the Trinity. We didn't help create the world. But this is the incredible beauty of God's plan of salvation for us. The theologian and priest Sarah Coakley explains that this is why the familial relationship within the Trinity itself is so important. The fact that the Word of God is also the Son of God means that there is a place for us as God's children carved out within the Trinity. Our union with Christ and our adoption as God's children means that we have access to the Trinity in the very spot where Christ himself has access. When Christ is united to the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit, we become united to the Father through the power of the Holy Spirit. The love that God has for Jesus comes to us too. The way that God knows Jesus He knows us in that same way. Because we are forgiven through Jesus' death and resurrection, God invites us into intimate communion with himself, where there are no laws, but only his glory, full of grace and truth. This is what it means to be adopted as God's children. This intimacy is why Christ came down to earth to his own earthly family over 2,000 years ago as a little baby in the manger. Our familial relationship with the Father is what he won for us through his sojourn on the earth. And as has been said before, he became what we are to make us what he is. No matter the state of our earthly family, our adopted Heavenly Father welcomes us home. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of our parish, we would really appreciate it. You can make a one-time or recurring gift by going to calvarystgeorges.org Slash /give Thank you for your support.